powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. All right, uh, this is not going to be a happy, good, lucky show, uh, go lucky show, or good lucky show, or anything like that. Welcome to Game Over Calgary. I'm Peter. He's Josh. We'll get to the pleasantries in just a second. Um, I want to get to the ad read here quickly before I get too worked up, uh, which probably means I should have done it about 45 minutes ago. Um, all right. Think you know what way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 years and older, please play responsibly. If this is an area that you have issues with, with. Uh, there are ways you can get help. We have links in the show notes to guide you in those directions. Uh, so like I said, this is after the Flames lost by a whole bunch to the worst team in the National Hockey League this evening. Uh, I'm Peter Klein. Normally on these types of games, it's Audie who is hosting, but I am the one who gets to dissect the 60 minutes of brilliance vomited on the ice by the Calgary Flames this evening. Um, and the one who is joining me uh, is Josh Arbuthnot. Josh, um, introduce yourself, sir. Yeah, Josh Arbuthnot, host of the uh, Fresh Take Network that we talk about sports and pop culture. Also, the voice of basketball for the Dinos and for the Trojans and PA for the Dinos hockey team as well, except for tomorrow night when they will be playing at the Dome and trying to set a collegiate hockey uh, record, trying to get their 18th win in a row. Well, at least some good hockey will be played at the Dome tomorrow. Um, Best okay. team in Calgary. Yeah, I I am very clearly, um, what would be the word, flustered by what we saw from the Calgary Flames this evening. This was an abysmal, pathetic, embarrassing effort from the Flames against the worst team in the National Hockey League when you're in the midst of a playoff race. I do not give two shits about how close the All-Star break is, how Tanev was hurt, about Markstrom this, that, or the other thing, or, well, gosh, golly, gee, the Blackhawks just tried really hard. I don't want to hear one fucking excuse about this. From start to finish, that was horrendous in every sense of the word. There is not one redeemable quality about anything the Calgary Flames put out on the ice, aside from the fact that it's over now. This was just the worst. Um, there's no question in there, Josh. I just feel free to rant away with me because uh, that was just pathetic what we saw from the Flames tonight. Yeah, it was, uh, like I said, I, I've been doing a lot of collegiate hockey this year and those gentlemen and women that I see in the ice put in more effort than what I saw tonight from the Flames. You know, like you said, I've seen all the excuses. Tanev wasn't there. Oh, you know, it's close to the All-Star break. Oh, they're looking ahead to Seattle tomorrow. That's what happened. They were looking ahead to Seattle. Oh, I like, see, I see, yeah. Right, right. You know, they're not a good enough team to have that excuse at this point. Every year in the position where every game matters, we're in a position, Peter, where we're a few weeks away from the trade deadline, and this team is talking about trading a first-round draft pick? Excuse me? You just, I know, look, the Blackhawks had a nice little January, 7-5 and five in January, a team that's figuring stuff out, but... This is the team that is the bottom. And when I say bottom, I mean the bottom of depth in the NHL in points and in goals for. Only 110 coming in. They were eight behind to even be coming to second for the least for the least amount of goals for in this league. And they put up five on your ass tonight. You should be ashamed and, and hang your heads because I just it's, it was bad. Like yeah. The only time I thought when they 
kind of rallied a little bit. They gave up that first goal, that little sniper uh, to Markey. And I was like, okay, you know, bad defense in that one. He played a rough period. It's a sniper. Okay, you know, those kind of goals happen once in a while. I wasn't too thrilled with the defense. But then Hubie comes right back. It's a beautiful goal. I'm like, okay, they just needed that goal to happen. Hubie lit the lamp there, get some going. That's just kind of what they needed against a bad team like this. They're going to come back in the second. They're going to get their heads out of the ass. And uh, they apparently didn't. So I'm assuming the locker room stinked just as much as they played. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I'm with you. I thought um, end of the end of the first period, like you said, okay, they've got a goal. Huberto, it was a nice one. He talked to Ryan Leslie about how bad the effort was. Then they came out in the second period, and they looked good. Like, they, they had juggled the lines. Uh, Pelche, Backlund, and Manjapani were phenomenal. Big surprise. A Backlund line does well. And hey, look at that. Another kid playing well. Um, they go out there and do their thing, and it's fun, and it's great, and it's exciting. Um, and then the Blackhawks score. It's, ah, well, okay. They'll be able to bounce back from this. And I was even thinking, like, one of the subjects tonight will be, you know what? The Flames didn't play great, but they're going to escape with a win, and we're going to be able to say, boy, that you put one in your pocket with no 10 of, that's going to be great. And then two goals, just bang, bang, and it was just done after that. Um, yeah, this is, like you said, the, the, the Blackhawks, the worst team in the league and lowest scoring team in the league. You shouldn't give up five goals to the Blackhawks in a season. Like, they've played them twice. Their cumulative total should not reach five, let alone five in a game. Five? Right? It was five, right? I'm not imagining it's that. Five. They... And, and Peter, one goal given up to an all respect to this, this young man, and congratulations to him on getting his first win tonight, on an undrafted goaltender. Yeah. You had three minutes with the goalie pulled, and you couldn't have put one by an undrafted goaltender. Shout to him. Tremendous performance by him. But if you're going to be this team that's supposed to have all this firepower you've been claiming all year, it's unacceptable. Yeah. The, the dude's played in now two more NHL games than I have, and they, they only get one by him tonight on 35 shots. And by the way, I am now putting uh, a halt on any comments about Flames' shot totals. None of the shots mean anything from this team. They're all from a distance. Um, there's very little in terms of scoring chances. I don't even want to know. I'm going to look up the, the natural stat trick page for this game. It's probably just like a giant vomit on a screen, because that's what I saw from the Flames tonight. God, this was so bad. Like, you talk about looking ahead to, to Seattle, which is the only explanation I could possibly wrap, wrap, wrap my head around, except you know what the Flames are actually looking ahead at right now? The Avalanche and the playoffs, because they're out of it right now. Like, that they are, if you want to look ahead, by all means, look ahead. Facing a team um, that is tops in the Pacific Division, look ahead to that game. If you're in a playoff spot, when you're not, every game kind of has to be important, because now you only have, quick math, what is that, 32 games left. Yep. Can't really be taking any of these for granted. Um, Dom LeCision has his model um, and had the, the Flames as the second easiest schedule going into tonight. What does that mean? Nothing when you lose to the worst team in the league, right? Like, after this, everyone's more difficult. That's what last place means. Like, that this is... Yep. Not only is this just a bad effort for the sake of a bad effort, but, Josh, this was an important hockey game for the Flames to just get two points in their pocket and move on. Now... Yep. Uh, again, it's there, there's still 30 games left, so I'm not saying a game in January against Seattle is a must-win. But they, they it, add up, Peter. They yeah, add up. Totally. Like you, you have to, up. you you have to get this win now against Seattle. In my opinion, again, it doesn't mean the season's over, but to go into the All-Star break um, out of a playoff spot and having lost a couple in a row, not good. Vibes would be very bad if nothing else. 
Well, and you mentioned the shot total, and I think you're absolutely right. Like, I think the shot total can be a stat that, you know, people look at like, hey, well, the shots, that's a stat that gets blown out of proportion. The stats that I'm looking at is they were out hit 17 to 12. Again, another shitty night on the power play for the Flames. Over three, not to mention that three plus minutes you had with an empty net. So six, six, eight minutes, whatever it landed up being, almost 10 minutes of a man advantage for the Flames tonight, and they didn't take advantage of it once. And then again, bad face off percentage tonight. They lost 56% of the face offs tonight against this young team, and they have those veterans on the face off, and they're not winning those key face offs. And I mean, the defense is a whole other thing, but those key stats are stats that you look in between both ends of the ice here of hits, power plays, and face offs, and they are getting dominated on both sides of those tonight. Yeah, they got just absolutely dummied in in every aspect of this game, and like you said, like hits, like it, it's you're it just awful effort the whole way around. Just oh, all of it, all of it was terrible. Let's go to the uh, the comments on the the YouTube sure. video. By the way, I'm sure they're great. Um, <laughs> like oh yeah, like this video. Um, share it. Look, we're we, misery loves company, right? So we're all we're all in this together. High School Musical. <laughs> anyway, um, like this video, share it, subscribe to the channel, and let everyone share in our misery as we talk about a Flames team that is on the outside looking in of the postseason. Uh, let's see. Before we even got on left-handed penman, this is what happens when you don't show up until the third period. Giving up points to the Blackhawks, again, beyond disappointing. Uh, just give 10 yeah. of the C. How did the Blackhawks do a better job at holding a lead than the Flames do? Well, it's easy. The Blackhawks get to play the Flames, so they, they don't have to worry about blowing a lead because the Flames do that uh, on the ice. By the way, I, I kind of uh, teased it, I guess. High danger chances in this game were 14-11 to 11 in favor of the Chicago Blackhawks, but the Flames got seven of those 11 in the third period when, again, the Blackhawks were up by a ton. And, I mean, look, it shouldn't matter how much effort the Blackhawks are putting into a game. Uh, you should just beat them. But they're probably backed off a little bit, not really giving her as much because they're up by a bunch against a team that showed no life. So uh, four high danger chances in the first 40 minutes of this hockey game. Just another area where this thing was absolutely unacceptable. Um, Mr. Buzzkill saying Sutter has lost the room. Look, if he hasn't, I'd, I'd hate to see what losing the room looks like. And um, when, since when? <laughs> when yeah. did he lose the room? Yeah. Uh, Remily Last year in this year already. Yeah, no kidding, huh? Uh, Remily saying hire Boudreaux. Audie, what a fucking embarrassment. That's what Audie said. Audie is not an embarrassment. Audie's amazing. Yeah. Um, Audie and Conrad were actually at this game. First of all, shout out to Conrad. Happy birthday, Conrad. I am so sorry that you had to, to sit in attendance at that game tonight as um, as your birthday um, birthday evening. That is That is rough. Uh, David W, second easiest schedule for the Flames, LOL, not when they're out of the playoffs due to having played more games than an Avs team that, during its last 10 games, has two more points than the Flames. Look, I've said Great it before, um, and I will say it again. That Avalanche game that the Flames played against Colorado, that was an eye-opener. The Avalanche are not going to be spending a whole lot of extra time in that wild card spot. So the, the Avalanche aren't even on my radar. And, oh, yeah, the Flames can catch them. No, they can't. Uh, like, that, they're even, but they're already past them. Um... Yeah, like Nashville's coming up on the, the Flames' heels. Like, it's... Oh, boy, it is rough. Um, <laughs> Left-handed penman. Chad is so subdued tonight. Just sitting... In, just like sitting in an elevator after a fart. That's a great way to sum up this game. Uh, for sure. 
Uh, on the go yeah. with CeeLo, Preds hot, uh, red hot coming after the Flames. Alex, probably the worst performance with um, probably their worst performance with the one in Columbus. Yeah, the last two days. Like you think about it, the Flames need overtime to beat Columbus, who yeah. have Johnny Gaudreau, Patrick Line, and a prayer, and then just get schlacked, just straight curb stomped by the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, like this was. Josh, we, we did a, a Royal Rumble preview um, for yep. a fresh take yesterday. This was the Santino Morella entrance where he just comes walking in, power walking in, and gets ready. eliminated immediately. I wasn't ready. Well, I wasn't ready. That, that was what this game was. You guys talked about Nashville. Minnesota picks up a W today, so they'll be knocking the Flames out, uh, I believe, uh, of the playoffs. And that's another team that's played less games than Calgary has. So it's another team that picked up a win tonight going to jump the flames and you know i've seen a lot of people go in this game like well vladar should have played tonight i don't think it would have mattered peter i don't no. think it would have mattered who the goalie was tonight i look marky wasn't great tonight there's no doubt about that but i don't this was an overall stinker of a team performance uh, totally it was yeah like what was vladar going to shut out the blackhawks because that's the only way you're winning this game because yeah. you scored one on a goalie who is playing his second nhl game ever just Horrendous. And sorry, to clarify, Alex was referring to the December 9th game against Columbus. That's the problem. Mm. You can't just say, oh, this game against that team, that was bad. Because <laughs> they've built up multiple bad games against multiple teams. And that's that. That's where this Flames team is at. Um, I do, like, uh, again, I want to clarify this by saying this was a horrible, horrible effort. And no positives should be taken from it. However... I do want to highlight a couple of things. One, actually kind of goes to what you were just talking about. I actually, like, I, I don't put any of this game on Markstrom. I, I think he actually made a few saves when this game was close that kept it close for as long as it was, right? Like, there was that chance on Blackwell, who apparently is Yarmir Yager. Um, he had that opportunity yeah. at the side of the goal. When he makes a stop. I thought uh, Markstrom, I thought Markstrom was tremendous for stretches like the the shot that beats him short side shouldn't beat him there's a couple that that shouldn't have beat him for sure but i thought he was the flames best player tonight which is damning with faint praise but at, at least there was that so i i'm quite the opposite i actually come away from this game feeling a little bit better about markstrom compared to to where i did coming into it yeah i mean like i said i don't fully put a lot of the blame on him tonight i think just an overall the defensive core was just out of place tonight they just look sluggish and you can say oh there's no tan of there but you know, Tandem's not walking through the door at that point. Shillington's not walking through the door. You got to have what you have right now. And what they have was just not great, Bob. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, the, this this team has been dreadful without Tanev, right? Like, you look back the the playoffs last year. Um, I don't think he would have made a world of difference, but there would have been something, right? Mm -hmm. Um you, you look at how they've played this year. I think they have one win without Tanev uh, so far this season. This is something that has to get figured out. Tanev has played 82 games in his career, a grand total of uno. And that was, I believe, last season. Um, like, th this is just... He he gives you everything he has. And this is in no way any Tanev slander. But you just cannot assume you are getting 70 games from this guy because of how all-out he plays. You can't go crumbling down if this guy is out of the lineup. And defensively, they looked lost. Which is weird, because it should only affect a couple of guys, but everyone was skating around with the, their, like, their, I don't even know what the analogy is. I'm so flustered. Um, but, like, it, it's just, um, you, you have the, the, the Lakers stuff on. Basketball is a sport where one guy can make that much of an impact. 
as good as Tanev is, it shouldn't have that much of an impact, you know? No, it shouldn't. And I mean, they're going to get an extent. They're going to get a little bit longer of a of a break than some other teams do from uh, All Star Weekend and whatnot. But I also have a problem too, Peter. Of they have to travel to Seattle tonight. So everyone that was saying like, "Oh, they have they have Seattle tomorrow. They're looking to head to Seattle." Like they're getting on a plane and probably flying to Seattle tonight. And then yeah, they get the All Star break. But as soon as they come back, they have a four game trip on the road on the East Coast. So. You know, you can say, oh, well, you know, it's against an easier side of schedule, but those road trips are never easy. And maybe, maybe though, for the Flames, maybe they just need to get away from the dome. Maybe that's good that they go and do all-star break, they go do whatever they do, and they go right back in the road and don't have to be in Calgary for those <laughs> handful of games to reset themselves up. Maybe that's what this team needs. Yeah, like, uh, hopefully, right? Because, like, that, that's that—that's where you're at right now with this team. Like, um, I do think going into an all-star break and just kind of resetting and come back stronger is good. But, like, you look at it, like, the, the Rangers are underachieving this year. That's a talented hockey team. Detroit has yeah. kind of fallen off a little bit, but they aren't the pushover they were a couple of years ago. Neither is Buffalo. Ottawa has kind of fallen back into that, but... This is this is a stretch where you are kind of supposed to make up some of the this uh, some of these points. To be fair, but again, do that against Chicago and going into the game against Seattle. I can already hear. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they played well, but it was the second half of a back to back, right? Like, oh boy. I mean, you, you can only you can only do so much. Like th this is the one. This was the lock. You get two points in this one, and then you see what. Hopefully, you can take Seattle to overtime, right? Like, the yeah. It's just, it's so weird that it's, well, we didn't get the two points against the worst team in the league. Thank God we're playing the division leaders tomorrow. It just seems so backwards. Yeah, but that's kind of what this, this season has been like, right? <laughs> they have that outstanding game against Tampa that, you know, you really got the feeling on social and the buzz around the city is like, that was the game they needed to have. That's the kind of team that we thought we were getting on paper and we finally saw it against Tampa. They have readjusted, they are back. And no, that was not the case. Nope. The helter-skelter, Jekyll and Hyde team that we've seen all season is here. I still do think this will be a, a playoff team because I do think they have the ability for it. But man, performances like this are starting to make me come down a lot. Like, I, I guess, Peter, like how many points do you think it's going to take? It took them 99 points last year, I believe, to get in. How many points is it going to take them right now? I mean, they're right in the thick of it. It's really tight. But like, how many points do you think it's going to take this year? Yeah, like my the the benchmark for me is always like ninety five is like bare minimum. So that's another forty points you have to get to, which like easy math is that's twenty wins. Um, but say that's fifteen wins and five overtime losses. That is twenty games. They have thirty three games left. So, um, what would that be? Fifteen, thirteen, and five the rest of the way. Does that math add up? I think it maths. Yeah, uh, math fifteen, up, thirteen, yeah. and five the the rest of the way if this team wants to get into a playoff spot not unthinkable certainly not unthinkable and that that is the perspective of this one right because like i i saw uh, conrad's referencing a, a tweet from uh james johnson who posted markstrom buyout numbers they're not buying out markstrom um loop or lup m uh is disagreeing with um my, my take on markstrom look markstrom has not been vesna caliber markstrom so far this season uh, I think you are whistling past the graveyard if you think that he is the reason why the Flames are in the spot they are in this year. They are in the spot they are in because no one has really stepped up. Aside from 
Backlund being super consistent in Kadri uh, a few times, they have had underperforming players across the lineup. And Vladar has hidden some of that. And it may not seem like it because a bad goal goes in every night. I think Markstrom's hidden a lot of those. And also, Markstrom... I, I feel like his bad start has just kind of tainted him for the the, the entirety of the season. Yes, I don't yeah. think he pl he's played all that poorly the last little bit. The team in front of him has played dreadful. Like, looking at the, the, the schedule over the last little bit here, um, going back to, like, they a good win on the road against St. Louis. They beat the Blues 4-1. to one. The next game, they're up, like, 6-2 to two against, the, against the Dallas Stars. Um, oh, yeah, 13-5. Uh, wait. Anyway, I'll get to that one in a second. Um, Dallas Stars, they're up by a bunch. Then they almost blow that lead. It ends up being 6-5. to five. Next game, barely any effort. Lose to the National Predators 2-1. to one. Get blown out at home by Colorado. Oh, hey, look at this. Beat Tampa Bay. Barely beat Columbus. And now, pathetic effort against the, the Chicago Blackhawks. This team hasn't played well in, like, three weeks, save for one game. That's not going to get it done. I don't care what the math needs to be to get this team into the postseason. It's not what they're doing right now, anyway. No, and the funny thing is, Peter, uh, as I said, a lot of people like, well, let's just tank for uh, Bedard. I'm like, you're way out of that, guys. I'm sorry. Like, get get that out of your mind. This team is kind of playoff or bust now for where they are in the standings. You go and look at those standings and look at the teams that are in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. The Flames are nowhere near that opportunity. Like if they get it, I think the best the Flames could get for a, a lottery spot is what ten, maybe nine, maybe, and yeah. that would mean they have to immediately just lose every single game. And look, as much as we dump on what they had tonight with the second easiest schedule in the league, that's just not going to happen. So for everyone that's like, "Well, we suck. Let's just go tank for Bedard," you need to get that out of your mind because you're just not going to be in that position for Connor Bedard. That's just not happening. This is the playoff or bus team. It, it, it's it's a really hard position to be in right now for the flames, right? Cause when this, with the trade deadline coming up as well of, we know we are semi capable playoff team. How much are we willing to give away at the trade deadline? Because yes. we don't know how much we want to go away with it. And you and I talked about this early in the season too, of now you're stuck with the, the Hughes contract and Kadri. like you're kind of set in on what this team is going to be. Those contracts are not going to be exactly easy to move anytime soon. Yeah. So, you're in this right now. You're not in the lottery sweepstakes for Connor Bedard. You're in this right now. Playoffs are bust. Mm -hmm. No, completely agree. Like, and that's that. That is one of the frustrations too. Is that that there's nothing, there's nothing actionable coming out of this, right? As much as people want them to, they're not firing Daryl. Um, it, it, if anyone's getting let go, it's not going to be the coach. Um, and they wouldn't with the GM because his contract is up at the end of the year anyway. Um, so like I, it would blow me away. If Daryl got fired, um, I, I think that ownership loves Daryl. I, I think that that was their call bringing him in. I don't have any inside information on that. It, it just seems kind of clear, um, given differences in philosophy. So Daryl's not going. They're not blowing this thing up either, right? Like there isn't a Huberto trade to be made. There isn't, uh, like you said, a Kadri trade. Like you kind of just have to ride it out with what you have. And like you said, now the 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 tension becomes. Do you get trade that first round pick, or do you trade some of these prospects too? Like I've I've said for about a month now, if you're not going to play Matthew Phillips, you may as well trade him um, because well. like his his value is never going to be higher. And if you keep only bringing him up in certain spots in the American from the American Hockey League and have him only play five minutes a night, that's only going to lower his trade value. 
you have some kind of long-term-ish decisions to be made. Not quite like your Lakers do. Uh, have to get at least one shot in there. Uh, not not quite yeah. like the, the Lakers do. But for the Flames, like, you're right. You have to decide. And you've kind of already decided what direction you're going to be. It's now just a matter of how willing are you to give up some of these assets to really push all in for this year. Well, and that's, that's the thing, right? I mean, it's, like you said, a similar situation I'm with the Lakers right now. More or less just doing this to RIP to Cope today. Because unfortunately we lost him three years ago today, but it's that situation of where do you think you are as a team? And you know, for that Laker team, they're deciding is it worth pushing it in because we have guys in this team we're trying to win a championship where they're not even close to a championship. For this Flames team, it seems so distant to go, Peter. But the way they started, the power rankings and hopes, people thought this was a Stanley Cup favorite, and <laughs> that does not that just seems a lifetime ago for what this team thought they could be but that's what the potential of this team was was to be a stanley cup favorite and i know people in the comments are probably like whoa 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 don't throw that word around right now and i'm not but that's where we were at the start of the year to where we are now losing to the lowly chicago squad um okay we got 65 people in the chat right now so remember like this video share it um i don't want to be like begging for likes but we got 67 people and there are only 12 likes i think we're doing a great job so far i think it's very like worthy um i think it's the best thing about the flames tonight is this show so like this video sorry had to get a drink in was about to cough i might cough anyway uh like this video subscribe to the channel share the video if you missed any of it, uh, you can go back and watch it on YouTube after. That's how this website works. Or subscribe to the podcast. Just search for Game concept. Over NHL and download the podcasts there. Let's go back into the chat here. Um, someone pointing out my math is off. 15, 13, and 5 would only give them 35 points. As I've been talking, I've been trying to, to do this in my head, and it's it, it's not working for me. So they have to get to 40 points at some point um, if they are going to... Uh, make it into the postseason. However, that would work with overtime losses. There, that's that. They have to get 40 points in the next 33 games if they are going to make it into the postseason. Uh, morale is lower than the first Nashville loss. Like, yeah, this this feels like a real low point of the season, right? Like, um, yeah. uh, and for for a lot of like Vancouver would kill for this being a low point. Same with like Arizona or Anaheim or whatever. But. This feels like this has to be a wake-up call for something. And again, it's not going to be a coach firing. It's not going to be a trade. What I am hoping comes from this, and what we saw in this game, more opportunities for Pelche, more opportunities for Dewar, Ruzichka back in the lineup. For Conrad's birthday, less opportunities for Milan Lucic. For my mm -hmm. personal well-being, less opportunities for Lewis. I, I hope that this is a wake-up call that what they're doing is not working. So, hey... Let's give this a go. Yeah, I mean, sometimes, I mean, I felt like the last time I was on you on here was like, this was rock bottom when they had that game against <laughs> the Habs and the Habs absolutely rocked them. So I'm here for the reality check games. For the yeah, no kidding. Uh, but this, I think, is the real reality check now. You lost five to one to Chicago. You have this game against Seattle where you have to, I mean, you know, as a former athlete, there's a lot of time to talk on those road trips, and they will yep. have a lot of time on the plane tonight talking about what went wrong, talking where they're going to go, and treating the Seattle game like one big game that we have to go all out on before we have our break. And then they come back in the proper way to be the team that we can be. You know, like we said, like there's 82 games, maybe one loss doesn't matter, but those losses can either make you or break you. And 
will this be a loss that gets them to be like, hey, like guys, we this was rock bottom for us tonight to lose to what was the worst team in the league. The second worst team in the league took us to overtime. Maybe they were too concerned with Johnny Gaudreau. I don't know. Those excuses have to go out the window. If you're considering yourself to be a top level team, which they did at the beginning of the season, those kind of excuses are unacceptable. Go into Seattle tomorrow, get some points, take your break and get ready to go on a run here into the postseason. hopefully. The chat is bumping tonight now. Um, Jay Money with the hashtag Bruce, there it is. Um, there's quite a few calls for, for Bruce Boudreaux. I'm imagining there are a lot of teams right now that if there's even the slightest bit of, ah, you know what, I don't like what this coach is doing right now, Bruce Boudreaux. And I bet a lot of coaches yeah. feel it. Not Daryl. I think he has all the job security in the world. Uh, if nothing yeah. else, at the end of this, if this season keeps going this way, as weird as it seems, Daryl might get a promotion at the end of the year because I like I, I don't think the dude who's the GM now will be back. And all of a sudden, I think the, the guy who's putting Milan Lucic on the second line is going to get even more responsibility. So for, for people who are calling for, for Sutter to get fired, I think the opposite is going to happen if this season continues to, to go this way. I'm not calling for it. I'm not saying that's what should happen. I'm just saying I think that is what is going to happen um, if this goes this way. Uh, left-handed Penman saying, sorry, I had to, uh, Audi had to see this live. Conrad saying Pelche has earned a second line spot tomorrow. Completely agree. I liked, uh, what was it, Pelche with Kadri and, and Huberto. I liked that. I liked him with, with Backlund and Manchapani. I think Pelche has now earned a spot uh, a little bit higher up in the, the lineup. And talking about, like, different ways you can get sparks, those young kids can provide that, right? Like, Pelche yeah, yeah. might have a bit of golden retriever in him and just like, okay, yeah, let's get on to the next one. Like, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff in a long season can kind of help you out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, the young kids, from most of the time, from what I saw from them today, there was a little bit more fight in them today. So hopefully they can be a big part of where this season goes forward. And you have really a really nice mix of vets and young guys on this team, but it's also about how much does Sutter let them play, right? That's been a huge problem. You talked about Phillips and how much of a fight that's been. And our colleague, Sandra Prasania, I'm sure she's loving calling all of his games, but I'm sure she'd much rather see him on the dome ice wearing that C. Yeah. Um... Where was one here? Oh, Ronnie uh, saying, if you barely miss the playoffs, you're stuck in purgatory, playoffs or bust. Um, stuck in purgatory is the summary for the Calgary Flames of the basically 2000s minus 2004. Yeah. That, that's where this team has lived for forever is this middle ground. They've never been bad enough to, to really bottom out. And when they did, they got Monaghan and Bennett, which, bless their hearts, aren't exactly franchise changers. Although, like, Monaghan tried. Um, at least one of them did. I heard he's on the market. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just give up another first-round pick for him. You know, you gave up a first-round pick to, to send him to Montreal. Now give up another one to, to bring him back in. Uh, there, there's a lot of... The thing that I think should be concerning to the Flames right now is there is a lot of just, I'm done. I'm done. And yeah. as someone who has covered this team now for a decade in this city, I've seen that a lot. And then you, you aren't really done. Um, You're never but done. the worst We're thing Raider that could fans. happen. We know about that more than anyone, Peter. Oh, totally. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, look, hey, look, there, there is a Kawhi picture on my wall. Um, I, yeah. I know about heartache as, as a sports fan here. But um, the worst thing that can happen to a team is people just don't give a shit, right? Like, okay, maybe we'll make the playoffs. Wake me when the playoffs. Oh, they don't start? Okay, well, whatever. That That is the worst thing that could happen to any sports team is people start thinking like that. Yeah, that's uh, when the, the fire goes out a little bit. No pun intended there. I saw the, the flames candles in the uh, 
in the uh, in the chat there and very apropos because they did get lit up tonight. Yes. Yeah. Calgary flames, more like Calgary candles and then more like tea lights. Uh, that is, that is very, very good. We're going to end it uh, on that one. Thank you all. So we're at 71 people in the, the comments just to hear me yell once again, Anything we said positively tonight is not an excuse or any type of validation. This was, from start to finish, an embarrassing effort for the Calgary Flames. Will they do better in their next game? Well, we only have to wait about 24 hours. The Flames are in Seattle. Audie has you covered for that one. Hopefully he has a better game than the one he had tonight. It can't be any worse. So one more time, like this video, subscribe to the channel. It really does help us out. We've had some issues with the algorithm because a few video game kids played video games they weren't supposed to, and now they've just put out a candle with a fire hose um, and caused some major issues for us with live videos. The more you like this video and the more you share this stuff and subscribe to this channel, the better things are for us and the more we can have great conversations like this. Thank you to you, Josh, again from the Fresh Take Network. Uh, where can people find you, sir? Yeah, you can find us on Fresh Take 42 on all social media platforms. Find us Fresh Take Network everywhere that you find podcasts and uh Remember that the best team in Calgary will be on the Dome tomorrow. That is the Calgary Dinos. It's the Crow Child Classic back-to-back -back nights. Both the female and male teams are playing. Tickets are cheap for $5. So go check out some great hockey action tomorrow down at the Dome for the Crow Child Classic. And if you've listened to the show and thought, huh, I bet these guys have really good wrestling takes, you'd be right. Uh, we did a Royal Rumble preview over on the Fresh Tech Network, uh, so check that out. My name is Peter Klein. You can find me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at Primetime Klein. Apparently, I'm on 960 again sometimes, uh, but you can also find my podcast, Couch Potato Diary. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been a whole lot of fun after an abysmal night for the Flames. Uh, so thank you for making it bearable, and we will talk to you guys later. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.